Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it today. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. It was an epic day for CSU fans. Finally, 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 we get the announcement. Neat Clifford and Javante Johnson both transferring to CSU. Huge, huge pickups for Nico Medved. And Ram fans can finally get off my case about not releasing the info. I'm going to talk about their fit in Fort Collins and why I'm so excited for what they bring to the table. We're going to talk about the roster, all kinds of stuff. After that, we're going to talk about the first 2024 commit for CSU football, Jack Moran, son of Sean Moran, legendary CSU defensive lineman most notably known for that 77-yard scoop and score in the 1994 upset of number 6 Arizona. You can watch that game on YouTube still. Anyways, much like his dad, Jack Moran, a big dude, a really impressive athlete, so we'll talk about his game as well. But just briefly, I wanted to do an intro on the new rules that are coming to college football in Division I and Division II this fall, weirdly not Division Three. But starting in 2023, teams will no longer be able to take consecutive timeouts. I love that. If a penalty occurs at the end of the first or third quarter, there will no longer be an untimed down. You'll just proceed in the second and fourth quarter, respectively. And then the big change, which is the clock will no longer stop after an offense records a first down, except for in the final two minutes of the second and fourth quarter. Now, you're going to see a lot of pretty intense opinions on the subject. I understand why some folks don't like the changes. I didn't have any issue with it. Sure, I would have loved to have seen them eliminate media timeouts instead, but that's not going to happen so long as these TV companies are paying millions and billions of dollars for the streaming rights or broadcasting rights, I should say. But... The games have just gotten too long, and I say that as somebody that genuinely loves college football that will watch it from sunup to sundown every Saturday. The average runtime, though, in 2022 for an FBS game was 3 hours and 27 minutes. That's the average, which means there were a lot of games that went a lot longer than that. Now, when I'm at home, when I'm sitting on the couch, I don't really care. The game could probably be 5 hours and it wouldn't really matter to me. But I do think the length of the game makes it hard for some people, families especially, to attend games. 
like the biggest benefit the basketball I believe has going for it right now, and this is just my personal opinion, is that if there's a basketball game on a Saturday afternoon, a family could come up from the metro area, go to the game, still be home by a reasonable time. But that's pretty much impossible for football. If you factor in round trip, two and a half, three hours at least for the the commute to and from the game, the fact that you got to get there, what, at least an hour early to guarantee that you get in on time and all that and parking and and that process, but you're probably going to get there even earlier than that to, to tailgate and check out campus. Maybe not if you have kids, I guess, but I see plenty of families out there every Saturday. But my point is, if you have a three and a half hour game, at least three hours of round trip commute, you got to get there an hour early, you're already looking at like a seven and a half, eight hour day. And that's that's minimum for someone like me. No kids that just lives and breathes for college football. Sure. Why not? There's nothing I'd rather do. But that's not practical for a lot of people. And so I'm open to this. I'm open to anything that potentially helps the the health of the game going forward. And you know, I think baseball is a good example. I was pretty skeptical of the pitch clock making much of a difference. It's been huge. You know, I was flat out wrong about it. But if you want families to be able to attend, if you want college students to attend and, and be engaged, a three and a half hour game, maybe even longer, that's a tough sell. So let's see. Let's give it a chance. Maybe they try it and it doesn't end up cutting enough time off and people hate it. Then you just go back. But I think if you can cut down on the runtime of some of these games while still keeping the the clock stoppage over those final two minutes and having the possibility of dramatic comebacks late, that could really work. And this could be a really good change for college football. Attendance has been declining for years. Not at CSU even. I'm just saying like around the country, you've got to evolve or eventually you're going to die. Anyways. That's my two cents on the situation. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about the latest commits for the Hoops team, as well as the first commit for the 2024 cycle for CSU football, Jack Moran. But if you're looking for the best way to keep up with the playoff action this spring, this summer, check out Fubo TV. They have 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. You can watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price. And you can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. There's no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. 1,000 hours of cloud DVR is included at no extra charge. That's a big-time hookup. You can watch the local teams while traveling. Super convenient. And perhaps even more of a sell, you can watch Altitude while in the state of Colorado, which many of us still can't, obviously. Watch the Nuggets and Avs playoffs run on Altitude and ABC with Fubo TV. Go to fubotv.com slash dnvr to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Also, it is playoff time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement. Every game with a touch of a button, new customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, place an SGP on an NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you're going to get a bonus bet back up to $10. Unfortunately, my DraftKings pick of the week did not hit this week. I had the Nuggets covering the four-point spread, sweeping the Timberwolves. They, of course, lost in OT tonight. Pretty epic comeback. Had a chance to, to win by one late. 
But if you would have designed an SGP with Jokic to go crazy, you could have made some serious money. Download the app now, sign up with the code DNVR. New customers make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet, score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DNVR. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050, or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York, call 8787-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY, that's 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Whew. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Neat Clifford, 6'6", 191-pound guard, transfers over from CU. He... Javante Johnson, Joel Scott, all Colorado Springs natives, all will be playing in Fort Collins. If you are going to the games from the Springs this season, leave early. There's going to be a lot of people coming up north from that area. But this is huge. Really, really big time signing class for Nico Medved and company that we're really able to reload in a major way. Neat Clifford, six foot six, 191 pound guard. He was the 2020 Gatorade Player of the Year when he averaged 26.3 points, 13.7 rebounds, 3.5 steals, and 2.8 blocks for the Vanguard School. He was a guy that CSU recruited pretty heavily out of high school. They hoped to land him. He had an offer from Wyoming as well, but ultimately ended up at CU. Got a ton of experience over the last three years. Played in 82 games, recorded 50 starts for the Buffs. He averaged 5.4 points, 3.6 rebounds over the course of his career. Offensively, I think he's capable of, of much more than that. He had a great game against CSU last winter when he had 13 points, 6-9 shooting. Threw down a massive dunk on Patrick Cartier, who has a, a really good sense of humor about the situation. He actually posted the picture of him getting posterized and said, welcome to uh, welcome to CSU, which I thought was awesome. But while I love the athleticism and the fact that he can get to the hoop in a hurry and throw down those type of dunks, really what I'm stoked about is the defensive prowess that he brings to the table. He just gives CSU so much more length defensively. He's a, he's a better man defender than anybody the Rams had active last season. And I think he's just going to come to Fort Collins with something to prove, which is really, really exciting. I don't think Tad Boyle, I don't think that he fully used him to his capabilities. And I definitely don't think that he optimized his game in a way that he can. So I'm just really excited to see him end up at CSU. Hoped he would end up a Ram the first time. And just kind of cool that this whole thing ended up going full circle. Uh, Javante Johnson, who comes over from New Mexico, Six foot six, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Also gives CSU more length on the outside. Kind of a three and D guy. Has a really good looking shot, but he comes to CSU with sixty five games of starting experience, eighty seven games played in his career. Prior to playing for the Lobos, he was the twenty twenty one Chassa four A Player of the Year. He was a star for Cheyenne Mountain High School. Had thirty points and ten point two rebounds per game as a senior according to 247 Sports, was the number two player in the state for his class that cycle. And he, like Neat Clifford, comes to CSU, including the COVID year, with two years of eligibility to play. And again, I just think this is a really, really big win for this staff, especially in the modern era. 
this is an instance of relationships paying off in a major way. The coaches have known these guys for years. They knew them when they were in high school. They were patient with the process, allowed those guys to explore their other options. And, you know, in the end, they ended up landing three really impactful players with a ton of experience. I know that people were getting impatient and everyone wants instant gratification, especially as you see the commits add up for all the other programs. But guys, roster building, it's a process. This is not NBA 2K where guys just have athletic tributes and and that's all you have to factor in. There are so many different things you have to consider. How's a guy going to fit into your locker room? What's his personality like? How's he going to respond through the tough times when you have a losing streak or when he doesn't play well? What's his family like? What's his home life situation? You've got to know these players because it's not just basketball, especially at this stage of their lives. It's a little bit different with the NBA just because they're grown men and the maturity factor, at least with most players at the professional level, not necessarily all of them. You don't have to worry about them and what they're dealing with, you know, outside and and everything that you just kind of go through when you're 19, 20, 21 years old. That's a, it's a very intense time. I think we all remember, you know, so when you have a situation where you can bring guys that you really know well into your program, that's huge. That's huge. It's so much less of a gamble than trying to bring guys you had no prior relationship with. And I think Wyoming last season is a perfect example of that. You have to have principles in recruiting and you have to stay true to them. And Wyoming, they, they kind of lost sight of that last season and chased some flash. They didn't factor in how those guys were going to be in that locker room, what it was going to be like for them in Laramie. And Clearly, these CSU coaches have an eye for talent when you look at the guys that they brought into this program. David Roddy, Isaiah Stevens, Kyan Evans is the Missouri Gatorade Player of the Year this year, the freshman point guard that's coming in. But I think the biggest credit that I would give Nico Medved as far as recruiting goes is he just, he has a great understanding of what type of guy he wants in his program. And he's going to make sure that he takes his time, that he vets people, that he goes through the process before he brings them in. And honestly, guys, for the the folks that are maybe complaining because they didn't want a big, one, you don't understand the market for a seven-footer in the NIL world. I, I keep preaching stuff like this. NIL is improving at CSU, and that's a credit to the dedicated Ram fans. That's a credit to the Green and Gold Guard and, and the great work that they're doing. But in the last two, two and a half years, the game has completely flipped. There's bags being dropped, checks being promised left and right. It's the wild, wild west. And to be able to land players that have ceilings as high as Javante Johnson and Neat Clifford and as much experience as they do, that's a testament to these coaches. And on top of that, be in a spot where some of the top players from Colorado could always come back to if things don't work out at a high major or something like that. That's not a bad thing. You know, yeah, you'd love to land them the first time, but the reason you always lay in the groundwork with a four-star prospect like Nick Clifford coming out of high school, or if you're on the football side, somebody like Gage Ginther and Four Cons, is he might go to Tennessee, not like it, and then want to come back home. You just, you never know. It's a relationship business. And in this instance, the relationships that Nico Medved, that Ali Farouk Manesh were able to establish with these guys, you know, three, four years ago, it all ended up coming full circle in the end.
All right, so with the addition of these guys, the roster as constructed includes Tavy Jackson, Joe Palmer, Kyan Evans, Jalen Lake, Josiah Strong, Nick Clifford, Javante Johnson, Rashawn Memba, Jack Payne, Patrick Cartier, Joel Scott, Kyle Evans, and then we're TBD on Isaiah, obviously. I already know that people are going to complain that they didn't sign a traditional five but the thing is, you don't necessarily need a seven-footer if you have length all over the floor, athleticism, and guys that play bigger than their size, which is certainly the case. Like, I'm not trying to take any shots at James Moores or anything like that. He had some really big moments in his career. I think he is just an incredibly nice dude. But there were a lot of times he didn't play as big as he is. And the thing about being a, a paint defender, being an impactful rebounder, it really comes down to mentality more than anything. And you could see that when Tavy Jackson came onto the floor last year. Freshman guard, least experienced player on the team, and he would attack that ball like his life depended on it because it's a mentality. And yes, being an elite athlete helps, but it's not like they, they brought in some scrubs in that regard. They brought in some really proven dudes that have started at the D1 level and in Joel Scott's case at the D2 level where he dominated. They're going to be fine. Kyle Evans has an incredibly bright future. If he didn't reclassify to sign with CSU last year and played another year of prep ball, he'd be at a high major, guys. And there were a lot of high majors that came in late on him in his recruiting process, but relationships paid off. So I think the depth that they have is phenomenal, especially if Isaiah comes back. That team's ceiling would be incredibly high. They're going to be significantly better defensively. They're going to be better on the glass. They have more shooters. This is a team that can win. As far as what the rotation is going to be, who's going to start all of that, it's pretty much a guessing game. A lot of these guys are capable of it, in my opinion. I will say, I do think the front court will be Cartier, and Joel Scott with then Kyle Evans coming in the rotation. And if Isaiah ends up coming back, obviously he's starting at point guard. So the competition for the two and three, it's going to be really intriguing. It's going to be really intriguing. And even though I said I expect Cartier and Scott to start in the front court, that's not a guarantee. But competition is a good thing. It gives you flexibility. It allows you to be versatile with the different attacks that you throw in different scenarios. And this isn't exactly an important reason, but... You know, being a CSU guy, throwing a little pettiness in there. I love adding a little spiciness to the games with CU and New Mexico. Lawson Lovering, who also transferred out from CU and was offered by CSU a big, ended up at Utah. He commented on Neek's IG post and congratulated him. And Neek responded back with villain era, which I love. I love that mentality. Come into Fort Collins with something to prove, chip on your shoulder, and make all those Buffs fans absolutely sick to their stomachs that he's now repping the green and gold. It's just a really fun storyline, and I'm super excited about it. I think if you just look at the box scores and you don't actually go watch Nick Clifford, actually watch Javante Johnson play, you're not necessarily going to comprehend how high their ceilings are. But these are really talented players, and I think they can make a big jump at CSU. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about Jack Moran, the latest 2024 commit for CSU football. Real quick, FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. They have some of the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. 
It's spring and baseball season. They've got awesome Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for game day. They've got decorations. So much of our sets at DNVR are hooked up now with things from Voco. It's awesome. You can go get your man cave looking like our DNVR studio. Anyways, Foco always has your back for Colorado sports. Get the best gear around by using the link in the podcast description. For all non-presale items, you can use the promo code DNVR for 10% off your order. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of All City and DNVR. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. They're a family-owned golf and apparel business based right here in Colorado. They make amazing polos hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve, which is an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag, keep the drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code DNVR to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Cool, cool, cool. So the hoops news was something that we were all expecting we got a pleasant surprise this evening, though. Jack Moran, 6'6", 245-pound prospect at a Ralston Valley High School in Arvada. He announced that he intends to play his collegiate career at CSU. Jeff Standout previously posted about getting an offer on April 1st. The name sounds familiar. That's because he is the son of Sean Moran, 2004 CSU Athletics Hall of Fame inductee, two-time all-whack defensive lineman, as I said earlier, most notably known for that scoop and score against Zona. At Ralston Valley, Jack plays offensive tackle and defensive end. That Ralston Valley squad went 10-3 and in 2022. He was a big part of their success on both sides. He's expected to play defensive tackle for the Rams, though. That is according to the staff. Um, according to the stats listed on Max Preps, Moran had 42 total tackles, five sacks, three QB hurries, and a forced fumble this past season. When you watch him on huddle, his size certainly stands out. This is the type of player you should be recruiting in-state in terms of frame and athleticism. But he's got really good pursuit, um, really aggressive when he goes after a ball carrier or the quarterback. He moves well, and he covers a lot of ground in a hurry. He just kind of bullies guys right now. It looks really, really strong has active hands. I mean, there's only so much you can get from a two-minute huddle clip. You have to see these guys in person. But I like his agility a lot. I think he has an opportunity to be a really effective defensive lineman, especially in this system under Buda Williams and Freddie Banks. I just kind of envision a guard trying to stop this guy and Jack just tossing him aside two steps later, mauling a quarterback right up the gut. Yeah, I just I think he's going to be a really good player. I don't want to put unfair expectations on him or anything like that. I talk about that all the time. You got to let these guys get to campus and particularly being the son of a Ram legend that that puts even more pressure on him, a different level of expectations. And that can be really hard to live up to at times. So you want to be careful with that stuff. But obviously this is the type of player CSU should be recruiting talent wise. This is the the type of local prospect you should be prioritizing. But the fact that his dad is is a CSU legend, that he's a legacy, that makes it no doubt. And I really like that this staff gets that, that they are recruiting players with CSU ties. Everybody loves the passion and the dedication that Jack Howell has for CSU on top of his talent. And that's because he had those Ram roots from day one. So I just love that they offered him. 
I love that he clearly wants to play here. It took him less than a month to commit. I'd love to have him on the pod. I have reached out, so we'll see if we can make that happen at some point this week. But he feels like a Sonny Lubick-type player to me, just somebody with plus athletic traits flying a little under the radar, not getting as much D1 interest as he probably should, but could end up coming to CSU and just kicking everybody's ass. All right, we're going to get out of here. It's late, but the last thing I will say is that it really does matter the the extra effort that this staff is putting forth with former CSU players that they're going out and they're trying to build these connections, that they're recruiting their kids. The stories I used to hear about how dads used to treat former players that would try and come back into the program, you know, be a part of it, could not care less, did not even give them the time of day. And this staff just could not be more different. I remember a conversation I had with Bill Best last spring where I kind of said, you know, some of the same stuff. And, you know, he just looked at me and said, it's your program, not ours. And just that fundamental difference is so huge. The difference in ego and just valuing the community component of college football. I just really like the state of this program right now. And obviously the win's got to come at some point. You know, the expectations have to turn into reality. But I think those days are coming. I really do. All right, that's all I've got for today's pod. Shout out to all of you for continuing to support the content. Much love, y'all. Hope y'all have a great week. Peace. Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.